As I walked on through Chatham Street, a fair maid I did meet. She asked me to see her home, she looked and bleaker straight to me away. Santi, my dear Annie, oh, you New York girls, can you dance the polka? The Long Haul Podcast, America's Irish voice. Interviews with inspiring immigrants, renowned Irish personalities, and discussions on all things Irish America. Presented by Michael Dorgan. Welcome along to this week's edition of the Long Haul Podcast, and we hope you're all enjoying the Christmas break. New York has not played competitively at senior intercounty level since 2006, but that will all change on Monday when the Exiles take part in the Connacht Senior Hurling League. New York Hurling Division Chair Richie Hartnett, who is also manager of the team, returns to the show to discuss the county's preparations ahead of the competition. Richie gives me an insight into how training has been going, the importance of the tournament to hurling's development in New York and the fundraising effort to finance the trip. New York play Longford in the quarterfinals Monday at 10pm Eastern or 5pm Irish time at the Connacht GAA Airdome in Mayo. The game will be live streamed on the Connacht GAA website. New York mourned the passing of Donegal club stalwart Donald Gallagher recently. The Killybegs native steered the club to six senior county titles in a managerial career that spanned three decades. We have a story about Donald on our website, thelonghaulpodcast.com, that also contains a podcast we did with Donald about two years ago, where he discusses how he brought Larry Tompkins to New York in the 1980s during a golden era of football in the Big Apple. There's also a story about the latest on what appears to be the saving of the American Irish Historical Society building on 5th Avenue after a massive public outcry and a petition that many of you may have signed. We also did a podcast on that story last year and there's a link to that show below and on our website. And now, on to the podcast with Richie. So I'm here with Richie Hartness, the belly hog man from, uh, from Kerry. That's it. Oh, you got to write this thing. <laughs> Who's the, currently the New York Senior Hurling Manager for this year and is also the New York Hurling Division Chair. Uh, Richie, thanks for coming uh, back onto the podcast. You were here over the summer. Uh, congratulations, first of all. Waterford were victorious in a, a classic, you have to say. It was one for the ages, the 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 county final here uh, over the summer. Yourselves, Waterford, beat the out of Woken after uh, extra time. Yeah, it was it was nearly as good as the World Cup final, Mike. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> um, yeah, it had everything like it had. You know, we equalised down three points, equalised with twenty. I think it was twenty three seconds left. Um, there was a bit of controversy in the middle of the game about a goal that was going to be disallowed, and that took a few minutes. Um, and then it went to went to extra time, and I guess you know the first half was close again, but. I guess the second half we kicked on and ended up winning by the four points. Um, and like I said to you know a couple of people I talked to after the game, we had a, a nineteen year old playing that game. He scored four goals in the final. Like some some achievement, mm. you know? not just singling out anyone because it was a total team effort from the subs we brought in. Like we used all our five subs and every one of them gave their all when they came on. You know, and it was it was a total team effort and. That's kind of what we tried to drill into the boys throughout the whole year, and um, you know, it came, it came, it came to force in the final. 
it just goes to show Richie the standard of hurling is very good in New York and that kind of it kind of gives credence credibility to the fact that you're now looking to take part you're trying to take it a, a step further and you've already established a senior hurling team the first since mm-hmm. 2006 really to go back uh, to Ireland to play in the Connacht League uh, tell us you, you, you were on the podcast over the summer that was the aim you're after getting there um, so where does things stand now you're happy that you got that you got into the league and uh, how important is it that you did finally get into the league yeah I guess look the standard here is is great and anyone that watched the final the messages from home you know of the game sorry not to be going back to the game again but the people in the bars at 12 o'clock at home in Ireland watching the game yeah. live feed like it was the videos we got were minted like it was it was great to see but Getting back to you know, it's a great thing for the live stream as well, oh, isn't it? Unbelie- unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. Because there's so many counties at home invested in all the different players. You know, it's yeah, there's people watching all over Ireland inside in their own houses in bars wherever they can live stream it. You know, it was unbelievable. The videos like they, you know, they they'd make you emotional watching them. Like it's class. But yeah, so our aim, like like last time I was on, is to try and get into a Laurie Maher competition, um, something like that. And we met with Connor Council after I spoke to you and Damien Coleman came over and we met in my office and we sat down and we talked about the possibility of the Lorry Matter. And, you know, we, we were getting close before COVID and then COVID hit and it kind of put a dent on it. But yeah, since, since we came back um, to a bit of normality, um, Damien had mentioned, you know, they had started the Connacht Hurling League and he said it would be a great stepping stone for you guys to, you know, put a foothold in Ireland again, um, send the team home, show that you can compete and, you know, hopefully the following year or maybe we have to do this for two years and, and the third year we get into something like the Laurie Matter. But just to show that we have the boys that can travel and, and that we can compete, you know. So that's the, that's the whole aim of you know, what we're trying to do here in January, go home and, you know, at least compete if not win the competition. Yeah, so there's there's Longford, uh, Galway Development Squad, Leitrim, Roscommon, Sligo and Mayo. Am I right there? Yeah, there's seven, yeah. Um, there's seven teams in it, Mike. So there's, um, yeah, there's the, the five from Connacht, uh, Longford and ourselves. And so like uh, someone who would be at different stages, the Galway Development Team would be kind of a, like, they are yeah. there's... Yeah, we've been trying to find out about the Galway development team and I know it's, you know, a lot of football towns in Galway that are trying to promote hurling and it's mainly for any kind of, I guess, junior standard player that hasn't been involved on a on a Galway county team or, or inter-county team at, yeah. at any level. So they'll still be all right. Like, you know, they're, they're going to be decent standards. I know they got, um, they got good management in. So, um, but look, our, our main thing is just the only thing we're thinking about right now is playing Longford and, and getting over that hurdle, hopefully. And then we'll t- we'll think about Galway after that. What is the schedule? What's the date that you're? What's the date of your first game? Who are you playing? And uh, what's it? What's it from there? It's so it's going to be wrapped up within a couple of days, isn't it? Yeah. So we played Monday. We're playing at five o'clock in the in the centre on Monday, five o'clock. We play Longford. If we get over Longford, then the semi-final is on the Wednesday against the Galway development team. And you get over that, you're in the final on Saturday. But if you lose the semi-final, you actually play a shield final on, on Saturday. So if you win your first game, you're you're involved for the whole week. 
All right. You lose, you lose your first game, you're out of the competition. Like so, the first game is you know it's the main, the main focus for us right now. So it's not really a league in the traditional sense, is it? It's no. A, it's, it's a, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, a it's a knockout. It's a knockout. Like, and there's two, two sides to the draw. Um, we got Langford on our side. Galway got the bye into the semi final, and then on yeah. the other side, you have the other four teams that are playing out for trying to get through to the final on that side. It's a, it's it's going to be a huge achievement. It's going to be great to see New York represented in uh, in Ireland. It's been the first time since really since two thousand and six. Would you give us kind of the backstory as to why there hasn't been a, a senior hurling team over the last what a decade and a half? And uh, when was the last time um, New York played in the, competitively in Ireland? Um, so two thousand six was the last time they competed in a in a championship. It was in the Ulster Championship. Um, they beat Derry in New York. And at that at that stage, the, the the team couldn't travel home, so they had eventually ended up. Antrim agreed to come and play them here, and they played in I can't remember was it Boston or Chicago, but they lost the final to Antrim. Mm. Um, and there was no, there hasn't been a, a team that has played an inter county game since then. In 2013, we travelled home all right, for the gathering, it was called. Uh, Aer Lingus sponsored it and teams came from all over the world to play. And that's all. I guess that was the last time a group of guys came together to represent New York at the senior level. Yeah. That, like that was just like a little blitz competition. And, you know, it was it was great. Like I was involved. It was great, great week for the guys again. But um, this is the first time that we we're going to go toe-to-toe with another county, like, you know, full set up. <laughs> team and management um, I guess the reasons behind it have been I guess legality you would probably see it too like it's there's a lot more boys there to travel now than there was 10 years ago um, yeah. and I don't know the full reasoning for it but it, it seems a lot easier for guys to get visas or you know get themselves over and back um, that's one of the reasons the other reason I guess we've you know backed in New York hurlers were involved in Ulster. Since then, they haven't been involved really with any province. You know, the footballers were always involved with Connacht, so all the correspondence, all the meetings have been between our our board and the Connacht board. And, you know, I guess that's where we focused on them. When I came in as chair, my focus was trying to get into Connacht into some kind of competition. And, you know, we were lucky that last year, it was the first year of this Connacht Hurling League. So, you know, that's, I guess it's down to be a look with that, like, you know, that we were, we were just in the right place at the right time, I guess. And, you know, we're going to take whatever we can get. So, and they've been very helpful to Connacht the board, haven't they? They've been over and back trying to. They've, they've taken yeah. some training sessions, as you said. You met you met with them uh, earlier this year. Like, how helpful have they been to the development? Yeah, so Damien's been. You know, he's in. He's he's the Connacht hurling development officer. Well, he he was his 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 tenure is up at the end of this year. He's after taking a position with Offaly Hurling. Right. Um, but there's another man, Colin Craig, that came out with Damien too. Um, also very helpful um, and you know they've been coming over putting on hurling hurling seminars and stuff like that for coaches and, and both for players they have been helpful in, in this whole process like you know so what, what's the team's goal going into the, the to the Connacht League and just to get a, resu- get a result on the board um, no to be honest with you Mike I, I'd be pushing to win the competition um, okay. and that's not being you know that's yeah. being honest Um like we have a lot of boys that would have played all Ireland finals at minor level at under twenty one level, you know they've 
come out of their counties with their clubs. You know, they've they've played at high enough levels. Like we should be we should be competing. Um I guess a bit of tongue in cheek. Like if it was if we were going home tomorrow to play this weekend, I'd be I'd be happy. But the break, that's the only, my only fear right now is the break, you know. Yeah. Boys have to go home. They're they've already started going home for you know, they have plans for Christmas, they have families at home they want to be with. Um, so I think half are already are going to be gone by the weekend. We'll have half here and they'll start traveling, you know, every day from here on until until the competition. Um that's the only thing that's gonna bother us a little bit. Guys are gonna to have to do their own work. Yeah. Going to have to try and stay out of the bar, you know. Um, <laughs> um it's 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 gonna be you know, it's 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 their commitment now. Like we've done what we can on this side, we've hit it hard. You know, we knew that it was going to be a three-game a three game week for us, hopefully. That's what we've done since October is met three times a week, you know, and just trying to get that into their heads. Anytime we've played a challenge game or or a, game, a practice game, we've tried to do 35-minute half because, you know, that's a big thing that we don't do here. It's yeah. all 20 minutes. Like that five minutes at the end of a game is, is massive. But... um. Yeah, like I said, in the long run and in my dreams, I want to come away with a trophy from from this. But our main focus is just get over yeah. on and and be involved for the week. Yeah, you know? fantastic. That's great to hear. So, just uh, I must say, it it is it, it's it's very commendable to the lads who have tried out. I know you had to cut the panel down to twenty six. Yeah. To, Finish when was it the final September? The season finish over the summer to mm-hmm. basically do a preseason again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then play like the first week of January and then you're going to be breaking again. Like it's as if you're going into championship, championship season next year oh. and we'll roll into the summer championship here. You're breaking again. And like it, it is a big commitment and fair play to the lads that, you know, that turned up, togged out or went out. And yeah. um, I, I must, and uh, you said you've been getting a good commitment from, from the lads. The training has been, has been excellent. Tell us, yeah. you said you trained three times a week. When did you first meet up? How many fellas were there? And when did you cut the panel? down so we met the middle of October um, I guess we got we got the initial emails from Connacht that we were going to be included the start of October so I know Joan and, and the county board had to put a panel together fairly sharp you know so there was a, a panel in place as we spoke about before for, for trying to get into the Matter competition so they put it to us to you know do take on this responsibility so on the panel of management there's me um, Toby Kavanagh Eamon Fitzmaurice or Eamon Fitzgerald who is the the Hurling Development Officer and Alan Gleeson so that's the team and selectors and then we got Sean Sean Kelly in he's Sean Kelly from Tralee because I know there's a Sean Kelly from Leitrim too but Sean Kelly from Tralee he's um, he's our SNC um, he's his own little gym up in up in Yonkers Um so since yeah, since mid October, we forty one guys came in, um, and we kept the forty one guys for I guess six weeks. Mm. Um, not saying that we'd forty one every night of training, but you know we between thirty six and whatever up to forty some nights, yeah. and it was great. Like it was unbelievable level of commitment, and everyone that did commit was you know a hundred percent gung ho for it. Like um. So it was tough when it came around to like, unfortunately, we don't have the, you know, I guess what the teams have at home where like Longford probably won't have to cut their 26 until 
two days before the competition, you know, or the Friday before it or the Saturday before it. Whereas because we have flights and, and mm. accommodation and all that stuff sort out, we had to do it six weeks before the competition. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's one that's one thing. And luckily touch wood, we've had no injuries. So the twenty six that you know we, we whittled down to have all come true and they're all they're all good as of now, you know. Um but yeah, trains have been very good. Eamon, like I said, brought a lot. Toby, who's manager of of Tipperary out here. Um, you know, his trains are great. He's a great hurling man. Alan Gleason was involved the last time we had a team in two thousand six. Alan played in goals for that team. And then like I'm involved with Watford and Sean Kelly, who was involved with us with Watford as well this year. You know, he's a vast knowledge coming from his soccer background and, and being a professional all the time. Like it's in fairness to the county board and they get a lot of criticism and I've criticised them in the past about they don't back hurling as much as they back football they've actually helped us out you know with this like and they're they are they are pushing it and they've you know they've booked us into the the best hotel they could find near the, near the centre and you know it's it's yeah. great to see hurling being you know backed in, in the town now so yeah and Sean there is he's manager at the Lansdowne Yonkers yeah. as well isn't he Lansdowne yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I saw well, they just so, they just qualified there they know the plenty about silverware so they do. <laughs> every time I look I check them online they're winning something they're winning, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> three, they win three years without losing I think it's something hopefully he can bring that to water now it'll be the ideal yeah <laughs> I did so um, tell me about your panel Richie uh, so like there is obviously a, a lot of fellas who were involved in the senior hurling last year I know people will be wanting to know I think Johnny Glenn is injured he's not involved yeah. this year is he yeah. Mark Ellis is another guy not involved so the fellas who are involved tell us what's the like the spine of your team some of the main some of the main uh, players there I guess like to be honest with you Mike we've we met as a as a management group last Thursday, um, and we tried to pick a starting fifteen, and and we spent four hours and we couldn't do it. There are so many places up for grabs in, in the team, and it's yeah. you know it's it's unbelievable. Like like you twenty six guys and just trying to name fifteen is going to be really tough. Um, but we do have a few boys that have you know there's one or two boys have all our medals at minor level um, there's boys obviously that have senior championship medals at Waterford there's boys that have senior yeah. championship medals from their own clubs at home but in regards to the to the squad I know the guys that are managing the, the Facebook page and the Instagram page they released all the player player bios and player profiles over the last week so if anyone wants to go on and, and check out the whole squad it's it's up there but um, yeah. but we've boys from everywhere like from Galway to Antrim down to Waterford you know it's yeah. they're from all over like so yeah, there's a few there. There's uh, Brian McPartland there for Westmead. Is there? I see some yeah. of the, just uh, some so, some of the names there in the forwards. David Mangan, Westmead as well, and Waterford Jerome, uh, Aidan Organ there. You've got plenty of players there that. Uh, oh, yeah, and like that's it as well. Every every club in New York is represented too. Like so, yeah. um, you have every everyone from a junior club or every junior club and every senior club is represented on the team. Like so. I know, sure, these old numbers, which you gave them to me, were 10 from Waterford, 7 from Westmead, 4 from Hoboken, 3 from Tip, 1 from Limerick, and 1 from Clare. Is it something yeah, that's about that's, right, is it? That's it, no, that's it. That's it right there. I would, I would, I would, should I, is it, is it a low enough number there for Hoboken, Richie, given that they've been, 
Um, I guess it is, Mike, but a lot of their guys, I guess they, they signed full transfer guys this summer and they were full transfers, but they were also guys that weren't, they were only here for the summer. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not around, you know what I mean? Yeah. And saying that there is, obviously it's a county team and the 26 we have, unbelievable. There is guys, like you mentioned, Mark Ellis, Johnny Glynn, there's a few other guys that could have been in around on the panel, but with visas or with prior commitments and stuff they couldn't they couldn't yeah. commit and like I suppose you know we're so grateful for the for the 41 that did show um, but it was a short period of time like we found out in October and, and we're playing a, a big competition the first week of January you know yeah and it's tough in the winter months like isn't it and then you've yeah. got the Christmas oh. break and whatever so what's the what, what have you have you had access much access to Gaelic Park oh How many t- like I'll get back to the county board they gave us the park it's tough. We don't have any water there. So, you know, we bring in water every night. The water got shut down maybe four weeks ago. So there's no showers. There's no bathrooms. Um, they put in a couple of port loos for us. So, yeah. Um, but it's the main thing is getting the AstroTurf, like, you know, and the lights. It's, you know, you, you can't beat that because we're going to be playing an AstroTurf. Yeah, home. of course, in the dome. Yeah. Yeah. No, so it's, that, um, it's a big bonus to have that. Like, yeah. you know, and fellas will be well used to playing on the Astro. So yeah. it is kind of, yeah. if there is any kind of advantage, fellas have been playing on it all year. Yeah. No, we have. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's that's where we are with that. Like, and is, has it been Tuesday, Thursday in the park and then a session, a strength and conditioning session? I saw some of the videos there that you're doing still, uh, some gym work as yeah. well. Is that the way it's rolled out? Yeah. So, you know, some nights we all meet. We've been watching the weather too, like, because it is cold. And if it's going to be wet and cold, we forget about the field straight away. And we all go to Shawnee's place and we're so, so lucky to have that option. Um, but if the weather's going to hold up, we'll bring Shawnee to the field and, you know, yeah. Eamon might take a couple of drills, Toby will take a few drills, Shawnee might take a few drills. It's great just to have the change up, like, you know, yeah. and, and have the right guys involved in it. It makes it so much easier. So for the, for the footballers, I know always the challenge has been trying to get challenge games when you're trying to approach a competitive game. So have you been, when you when you had to cut it down to 26, how have you been How have you been doing challenge matches? Have you just in-house and how, how difficult yeah, has that been? We, we were lucky we had a team out from Dublin to play a challenge game, St. Kevin's. Um, so, you know, that was one challenge game that we did get. Um, but every other challenge game since then has just been and I'm so grateful for the 41 that came. Like, mm. we've been able to get them back to do the challenges. Like, you know, oh, really? yeah, well, yeah, yeah, there was no one which which shows, you know, how much the guys that came in love hurling and, and, and you know, they're willing to do for New York hurling to come back. Yeah. Even though they're not in the 26, but they came back to play the challenge games, you know. So we've been, we've been, you know, mixing it up and, and playing 15 on 15. We've had probably two or three games. We got um, the last challenge we had. We actually got it recorded just so that you know we've something to go back on ourselves and, yeah. and that, you know. So, um, but yeah, no, like I, I just mentioned, all those boys that came back and helped us out for that. You know, it's, it's it means a lot. So, in terms of what's happening now, in terms of the travel, you were saying half some fellas are gone home, some fellas are staying here, or what they see flying out, and is I I doubt it, but are any of these games going to be televised or streamed or anything that we can? Yeah, we actually got the the program of the day. It says that all games will be streamed on Connacht okay. GA, so um, hopefully nothing goes wrong there, and they are streamed because I know there will be a lot of people invested in it. Um, I know that I know that. 
the dome itself holds 3,000 people and yeah. like New York, New York, every time they go home, we're going to draw a crowd. Like, you know, yeah. you, you, you people pulling from all over the country. You also have friends, people I went to college with and I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to have a big crowd there behind us on the Monday against Longford. Um, it's actually a great time to have it as well. People like people are going to be meeting up here in New York. People are meeting at home. Have it on the screen there. Like New York hurlers are playing, so it's yeah. a great. It's a great opportunity to kind of yeah. market the team. Yeah, and like the the hotel that we're staying in is is I think it's fifteen minutes away from the center. Like so, you know, it's a it's actually not a bad time of year for people that are coming to see these games to get even in the same hotel as the players or whatever because yeah. of the time of year you know it's just after Christmas I'm sure it would be a quiet period for hotels and stuff like so we're actually staying in the Mac William Park in Clare Clare Morris that's the hotel we're in so yeah um, so what 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 day are you all meeting up and what just oh. go through the just go through the schedule there again for us and the time so that we're oh so, yeah so everyone's everyone's going home different dates and whatnot obviously some will be on the same flights but we're all going to meet up the morning of the game on the second um yeah. the first game in the hotel we'll meet up in the lobby or whatever they'll give us a room there um. And we'll, you know, we'll give all the guys their gear. We got some gear out here. We met, we left most of it at home, Mike, because if we got it all out here, I'm sure some of it wouldn't travel back and and whatnot. So all the guys get their gear there. Um, we'll let them all go to their rooms, and we'll come down. We'll probably have a pre-match meeting, maybe a stretch, have a meal, and then probably get a bus or or cars. We'll we'll figure that out over to the to the dome. Um. There's a game on before us and there's a game on after. So I know there's other fields outside that we can we can do our work on just depending on how cold it is over there. Yeah. Um, but our pre-game stuff and get and get that going. But they're going to give us twenty minutes of a warm-up on the on the field before our game anyway. So longer, it's much longer than you get a Gaelic Park in the summer. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. You're lucky to get twenty seconds there someday. <laughs> Straight from the dressing room into the corner. Um but yeah, so I guess that's that's kind of day one. But yeah, we're all meeting that day, um, and that's I guess that's okay. basically it. And then, like I said previously, it, we need to get over Longford. If we don't, we have other plans in place. Like we have an itinerary set for the week. We'll probably bring the guys out Tuesday, do something maybe in Galway. I I don't know the full yeah. building, but we have you know we've blocks set to fill. Um, and hopefully, if we get through Monday, let them play Wednesday. Again, we'll get off. We'll give him a day off Thursday, maybe, and come back for the final on Friday and Saturday. You know, so. And in, in terms of costs, Richie, how is the our fella? Do fellas have to contribute a certain amount of money? Is the county board like funds are tight, obviously, in this economy? Yeah. What's the? Can you take give us some insight into who's who's financing yeah. this trip? So, yeah, like before we finish, I wanted to give a big shout out to a man called Mike Hines. Um. His son is actually playing. He's involved on the panel, Dara Hines. Um, but Mike, Mike actually came to me and said that he wanted to. You know, he knew we were traveling, and he said he'd help out. And we we did um, a New York supporters pool. It's called basically. It was like a five hundred dollar pool, and you know we give we keep fifty percent. We give out fifty percent of it. And okay, Mike, Mike came in with that idea. It was a great idea. Um, we're actually going to have. A logo instead of having like a sponsor on our top we're going to have friends of new york you know that's what the pool was called so everyone that bought the boxes represented by that you know and, all right brilliant 
Um, so it was a great idea. Um, and you know, between Mike, the players, the management team, we sold all the boxes. I, I actually think Mike sold probably fifty percent from himself. Like so. Oh. Um, you know, I I just want to thank him for that as well. Like it's you know it's something he didn't have to do, but he did it, and it's a massive help in in fundraising for this. So is it a pool in the sense that the ICD, um, the NFL pools? Yeah, something? yeah, yeah, same as that. Yeah, so like whoever has the right numbers, you know, it's a hundred hundred square grid. Yeah, whoever, whoever has the number for the home team and the and the away team the final score will win the pool or okay. you know, so and like, so do, do any of the the panel player panel members have to contribute anything it's all been covered for or do they like have to my, my main thing Mike and I'm sure Johnny McGinney be the same with footballers look when when you get to senior level in my eyes it's a reward you shouldn't be asked to go out and fundraise you know to be yeah. able to go out and represent New York you're already after doing the shift and the work for your your club this is your reward. You're after calling to your county team. Your focus should be to work on your body, work on your 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 yeah. hurdle, and go and and play for New York. There's lots of people, the older guys, the backroom team. You know, we we can look after the fundraising. You know, that's yeah. that's one of my things. Like I understand for underages and stuff like that, but once you get to senior level, you should be looked after. You shouldn't have to look after yourself. And that's yeah. that's my opinion, and that's what I try to invest in the guys. But I, I think by doing that, once we set up the the pool, the boys went out and sold boxes anyway. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way. That's the way they are. Like they're a good bunch of lads. So, um. So like, uh, well, my question is, did they have to fork out anything from their own pocket? They just sold the boxes, and it, it's all been covered. Like it's a great relief to have. So what it does is, like, by by raising this amount of money, we're able to cover five hundred dollars of everyone's flight. You know, that's okay. that's where we're at right now. If there's money left over, we'll cover the balance. But like at the time we picked the panel, flights were going for maybe six twenty five, six fifty. So it wasn't bad. Some were five eighty, and yeah. even before that, some of the guys were already booked home for Christmas. So it was only a change of flight for some guys. You know, so it wasn't. It wasn't a brutal, a brutal cost to us, you know. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we are with that. So and then, they, do the players have to pay for the hotel and stuff? No, no. So the hotel, oh, yeah. the hotel's covered. Oh yeah, um, oh, oh brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the hotel's covered. All their transport at home will be covered. Will will their breakfast is covered? We'll probably will try and cover a meal during the day for them, and they can look after themselves for their lunch or for whatever you know the other meal of the day and whatever entertainment we do at home. We'll try our best to cover as well, and that's. But that's the great thing, and that's why it's so important to get the teams going home. I think it's you you generate that interest here, and you as you yeah. just just gave an example, there's people out there that will put the shoulder to the wheel. They want to fundraise. They want to see New York compete, and yeah. like. This is this is this is why this this uh, tournament is going to be so important for New York, and I really hope you have a give it a good rattle. To be honest, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, like like I said, it's a builder, Mike. You know, but yeah, it's a builder, but it's still something we want to win. You know, so we'll go home. We'll we'll give it a good shot, um, and hopefully we we show a good enough count for ourselves to to be involved in Laurie Matter maybe next year or or the year after. Um, but like I said in our previous podcast, the we're going to have to try and get into Pro Park or talk to whoever we need to talk to about changing the format of Laurie Matter because it used to be two groups of three, which yeah. you know would accommodate us. But no, right now it's a group of six, which would mean five games, and that's 
kind of you know going home once or twice we can manage but going home four or five times it would be uh, you know a struggle yeah yeah and it would be good to get teams out here as well if that was possible oh, exactly like, exactly like you know hopefully doing this too will show yeah. look if you win if a club wins their 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 county championship or or a county wants to travel you know we have a team right here that'll give any team a chance so yeah. you know, we're here we'll, we'll 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 get a team together to face whoever they want to bring yeah. out yeah fair play richie fair play and uh one question i want to ask i know a lot of people will be interested to know how many american born players are on the team there's not that many i think there's only one or two you were saying yeah. but there's a good reason for that too isn't there yeah so i guess the first three well we have one one full american born james breen um then we have five guys that have American passports. Some of them were American born and moved back to Ireland, came back again, or else yeah. the other guys, their their parents came home with passports, you know. And um, so we have six, I think, that are American passport holders. The rest are all on visas or, or, or whatever. Um, yeah, like when we had the 41, Mike, we had a few guys that came in and, you know, not saying that they would have made the 26, but they would have been very close. But they came in just to just to get the hurling sessions in with us and they were away in college um, most most of them were away in college on scholarships on sports scholarships which is you know amazing to see like be yeah. one, was a, one was rugby one was American football you know wh- whatever it was yeah. it was class to hear their stories um, but then we have a couple of guys that are doing exams that over Christmas you know and they come yeah, yeah. to the trainings and then the other thing was college football team is it's just start to train and know as well and there's a few guys that are committed to that that, that you know it's just back to our old scenario football over hurling you know yeah yeah it's it's, uh, it's James Breen is the only American born is it on yeah the- yeah he's the only um him and I think Johnny Power came through the minor board too, but he moved home for for a few years and came back. So yeah, and I think you were saying Joey Grace, Garrow Kennedy might have been two that would have been yeah. like so. Yeah. There's a, no, so, so it's there, there, there is a talent pool there of uh, American born uh, players as well. Oh, there is definitely, there is definitely, Mike. Um, and like they will get rewarded too. Like the I know we're going to send the World Games team home in the middle of summer, whenever whenever that is on. But you know they will all be they'll all be yeah. going going for that unless something comes in the way again or or, or whatever. But where is that on uh, next year, Richie? I actually don't know. I think it's back in Dublin again. I know okay. it was Waterford last time, but I think it's yeah. back in, in this time, but. We can confirm that. Richie Eamon Fitzgerald has come in there to do, to look after the Hurley Development Officer. I came in over the summer. How, how big of an influence has has he been to the setup and in Hurley in general here in New York? One word, unbelievable, Mike. Like what he's done. You know, he's come in. Um, I guess the main thing with Eamon is like his age. A lot of guys take this position out of college or out of out of whatever. You know, it's they come to you know travel and, and get get stuff under the belt. But Eamon's done it at top level at home with Kerry and with IT Tralee. Um and you know when he saw the the position go up on, on Crow Park website or wherever he saw it, you know, he just said, Look, I want to give this a shot. Like so Yeah. He's come out all guns blazing and you know, I know a few a few of the meetings he attended at the start of the year. He was like, Look, I want to do a hurling blitz now, I want to do one Saturday, I want to do and it was like 
you know, the board were like, we don't do hurling on Saturdays. And he was like, why? Like, what, what are you talking about? Is there a rule in New York you can't do a hurling blitz on a Saturday? You know, so um, he just came out with that mentality. And yeah. I remember a Thursday night, I went up to Rockland with my young fella. He was under sevens. And the whole field was wedged with kids. And it was it was the first time I'd seen that with Harlan. I'd seen him with football plenty of times. But it was a Thursday night in Rockland and there was, I'd say, 140, 150 kids there playing Harlan, like from under 7 to under 13. Um, and it, it kept continuing like that. And he started going around to all the all the clubs on different nights of the week and promoting his training to the other managers and the other coaches there and, and taking the kids while he was there at the same time but like you know setting up he set up WhatsApp groups between you know the head coaches in every, in every team yeah. and, and email trades and he has a newsletter for Harlan just to let everyone know what, where Harlan's at and what's going on um, and, and it's just been great to see like um, where can you I get guess, that could you get that on the New York website yeah, yeah, okay. yeah on the New York website yeah um, and then I guess I guess one thing that's kind of been missing was the link in hurling between the minor board and the senior board, and you know, Eamon is is running the minor board things, and he's come in as a selector on the senior board, and like obviously you know me I'm mental about hurling, and I want to see it promoted in every way possible. So like this, the last two weekends he set up a, a Christmas hurling camp, and on the it was Sunday two weeks ago and then last Saturday and you know we he, he asked me like he's like do you think the, the boys would help out if we asked them and I was like 100% put it in the group and we got seven or eight guys the first the first weekend at it and six or seven guys I think last Saturday and it's just great for the kids to see like even the parents coming out and they see I'm not just bringing my kid here and it's a big cold field there's one or two guys here training them or, or whatever yeah. You know, there was nearly as many coaches as there was kids, and it was just unbelievable. Like the the boys egging them on and having games and and, and pushing them, and it's you know it's it's something that Eamon's brought, and and I I hope the man stays here for a long time, you know, and, and keep that side of it going. Um, but saying that, like I just want to give credit to like from the Kayla side where my young fellas involved, like the Kennedys, Lawrence and Marie, the two boys, um. Philip Wickham, John Larkin, they're the, they're the guys I see all the time because they're over the age groups that I would be at. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they've been pushing it. Like Mike Kennedy, massive hurling man too. Like he's great for pushing hurling. Um, but those guys, you know, we just needed we didn't we needed someone like him to come out in the position he's in. Just his 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 position is to focus on hurling, you know, and that's unbelievable. Like to have that, because then he can get all the ideas off everyone that's working at other stuff and whatever, and we can all get in behind him and, and push that through, like you know. So that's a new role, so that was created. That he yeah, stepped into well, it, it, it was in existence. We had Mickey Quig out, who was unbelievable yeah. ambassador for hurling too, but unfortunately with visa issues and whatever, Mickey had to, you know, Mickey had to had to step aside. And I know he's he's pushing hurling at home now in Ulster again, but um, yeah, it's just it's great. Like Eamon's got himself sorted here now, and and you know, it's it's just it's so much help, and it's great to see. 
Yeah, seems all the structures are in place. Well, a lot of structures are being put in place, Richie. Sounds like hurling is in a good place. Uh, in New York, you've got the underage. Seems to be a big appetite. There's a big appetite there at senior level. Junior hurling over the summer, you know, all the games are good. It's Hurling is, seems to be in a good spot right now in New York. Yeah, it's 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 in the best state, Mike, that it's been in since since I've been here. I got here in 2008. Um, so it's it's great to see it. Um and look, hopefully we can go home and 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 win win this competition, and hopefully come back with a bit of silverware for for New York. Like it would be great. Yeah, and I think you're you've a christening coming up as well. The uh, uh... <laughs> I have actually the competition finishes on the seventh, so I told all the boys we win a trophy. They're all welcome to come down to my daughter's christening in Kerry on the on the Sunday because I'm bringing the trophy. I don't I don't care who's captain. I'm taking the trophy <laughs> down to Kerry. <laughs> I should be christened in the in the trophy, is it? That's it, or I'd give it to the priest. You can fill it. You can fill it with holy water, or whatever we have to do. All right, sounds great, Richie. Um, and uh, hopefully you'll be bringing that silverware back to to the Big Apple in the new year. Best luck yeah. to you, the selectors, and all the panel. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me on again. Appreciate right. it. Man. Oh, you New York girls, can you dance the polka too? And that's all for this week. Let us know what you think by leaving us a comment on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the Long Haul Podcast, or visit our website, thelonghaulpodcast.com, where you can find plenty of New York GA stories and match reports. There's also a story about Donald Gallagher's passing and the saving of the American Irish Historical Society building on Fifth Avenue. Richie also mentioned the 2023 World Games in the podcast. That competition will take place in Derry at the end of July, with the finals being at Crow Park. We'd appreciate if you could rate and subscribe to the podcast. This would ensure that we can get even more episodes to you more often. Slong of all, and thanks for listening. And when we got inside the house, the drinks were passed around. The liquor was so awful strong, my head went round and round to me away. You Santi, my dear Annie, oh, you New York girls, can you dance the polka to me way? You Santi, my dear Annie, oh, you New York girls, can you dance the polka?